For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You asked me whether I would call. Oh, I, I, you know, I think he is a worker. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. My gosh, Pagora. Shake my shillelagh. Happy St. Patty's Day. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Keith O'Rima, Sean Keith O'Rima, on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The phone lines are open, uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We, we are going to talk about war and pestilence and, and all the awful things going down on planet Earth, but, you know, it is St. Patrick's Day, and I, I just want to state for all Norwegian Americans that I don't give a crap. I, I, I don't give a crap about St. Patty's Day. You know, it's funny, and uh, uh, I'm watching, uh, you know, I have it on Fox 29. Here, here's my television watching schedule for every given day, any given day I'm on the radio. Right, Chris? I start off with Fox 29, the local Fox station. So if anything, uh, you know, happens locally, I'm in the know. And uh, thank you, Jesus. Only Mady was wearing green today, and I, I, I suspect she's not Irish. I'm just saying that a lot of local TV personalities are probably wearing green today. And most of them are Hispanics. And I just, that's cultural appropriation. All right, now I'm watching, and then I watch a little bit of Kimberly and Esteban. Because they're beautiful people. And I just, they're beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful people. And I, 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 I have, and all this is with the, the, the TV on mute, right? Because I'm on the radio. So, right, Chris, I watch about a half hour of Kimberly and Esteban. Because, again, they're just beautiful people to behold. I like looking at them. Uh, and Kimberly's not there today, but Esteban, Chris, he's not wearing green. He's wearing a light blue button-down, and I respect that because I don't think Esteban Solis is Irish either. I'm just putting it out there. And I respect his Hispanic-y types who don't wear green today. My wife's right over there. She's not wearing a stitch of green. You know why? There's not a drop of Irish blood in her. She's a Spaniard. Uh, and, uh, so the, and then I'd switch over to Fox. The, the network, the Fox News Channel, usually around 10 a.m. Uh, to to click into the uh, into the national news, and I bet all those schmucks are wearing green. I bet they are. I'm, I don't care about St. Patty's Day. I'm not Irish. I, and look, I, I don't drink anymore. And and let's face it. And I said this yesterday. Uh, and you can call me up. But if you're Irish and you're deeply offended by this, that's fine. I'm just saying because Irish people are largely white, unless you're black Irish. <laughs> That, you know, a lot of folks are fine with culturally appropriating the, the Irish peoples uh, on, on St. Patty. Everybody's freaking Irish on St. Patty's Day. I'm not into the whole white privilege thing, but it's the, it's the only holiday where white privilege reigns, right? Because Irish people are largely Caucasians, right? Anybody can be freaking Irish. And uh, I, for me, as a former drinker, it, it always that was it was like Cinco de Mayo. Oh, it's amateur night. Whole lot of people out there are going to be drinking uh, a stouts and dark beers and doing shots of Irish whiskey, and they're all going to end up rolling in their own in their own vomit at some point because everybody gets to be an alcoholic on St. Patty's Day. That's all. So I'm not into it. I'm a Norwegian American. You know, until you start letting the kids out of school for Leif Erikson Day, I'm not involved. I'm just not involved. So I'm not wearing green. I don't have, you know, I was going to say I'm not even wearing green underwear, but I haven't worn underwear in three months. Well, that's just got to look for my wife over there eating watermelons. She's over there in the kitchen. She just She's on break right now, so she's listening to the show. So if you are freaking Irish, then happy freaking St. Patty's Day to you. Uh, unless you're Beto O'Rourke. And uh, Chris was cracking me up during wearing Rima there near the end because, boy, how does that guy, what does that guy do on St. Patty's Day? Because he's Irish. Is, 
he, 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 Beto, he, he's not, he's, he's a fake Mexican. You know, like the Castro brothers, he's a fake Mexican. And I don't know who's more Irish, Julian Castro or Beto O'Rourke. I'm just saying, what does Beto do on St. Paddy's Day? Because if he celebrates, if he celebrates his Irishnessness, then obviously he can't be a Beto, right, Chris? So Chris was suggesting that maybe he should pronounce Irish stuff with a Mexican accent. You know, like uh, Jake Majelele. <laughs> I'm going to Jake Majelele. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Bigorra. 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 You got to say it. Yeah, like you got <laughs> He's got to say it like it. Bigorra. Jake Majelele. Down in the valley. So anyway, if you're offended by anything I just said, call me up. 210-599. Jake Majelele. That's hilarious, man. You know, I could possibly grow one dreadlock, you know, I mean, if I really set my mind to it. Actually, you know, the re- the way you grow dreadlocks, dreadlocks is you just stop washing your hair, and you just constantly knot it, you know, and you twist it. So I could possibly, with my thinning hair, I could possibly manage one long dreadlock. If I grew one long dreadlock and started eating tacos on Tuesday, I would be accused, because I'm a white guy, I'm a honky, I'm a cracker. I'm a cracker. I'm a damn cracker. That if I started, uh, you know, eating tacos on Tuesday with a single dreadlock hanging down my face, I'd be the worst cultural appropriator. They'd try to get my advertisers yanked, get me, you know, canceled and kicked off the air. But freaking patio work can walk around with his, with Beto on all his bumper stickers, and that's okay. Elizabeth Warren is in the freaking news again because uh, she says the reason you're paying so much for stuff is because of evil corporate America. That chick's a cultural approach. She's been pretending to be an engine uh, for her entire freaking adult life. And nobody cares. You know why? Because she's a liberal puke. And as long as you're a liberal puke, you can do anything you want to do. You can be trans-ethnic. You can, you, can, you can claim to be a Mexican when you're a leprechaun. You can claim to be, you know, uh, uh, an engine when you're a freckly white chick from Massachusetts. You know, it doesn't matter. Or wherever the hell she's from. I don't even care. Uh, so it is the Sean Show, in case you were wondering. 210-599-5555. Here's Charles on line one. Charles, how are you doing? Good morning, Good morning Mr. Riva. I just want to uh, let you what's, know, what's Beto, up? Uh, Beto O'Rourke, in, you're right. He's not Mexican. I don't know what the hell he does. I imagine him in a little, uh, his little green shorts and his hat and what if not. But I did want to tell you a little thing. There are such things as Irish Mexicans. I don't know if you know that or not. Irish Mexicans. Yes, they are. I like did not Carlos, know that. The, the former president of of Mexico was Carlos Salinas de Gattari, and then if you ever been to Del Rio, there's a a, a, a place called Mark Crosby's on the other side. Uh, and I'll tell you the reason to be. Because during the Mexican-American War, we had a lot of Irish people that defected to the Mexican side because the culture was almost oh, really? like the Greek. And so they be, they were traitors, <laughs> and a lot of them were executed when they came back. But Mexico uh, uh, praised them, and they basically called them the San Patricios. And it was a big fight in Texas, but there's actually a county that's named after them near Corpus Christi, San Patricio really? County. Really? Yes, sir. And I did not so, know that. I have been educated. Yes. I did not know that. And also the Castro brothers, those, 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 uh, they're not, they're not Irish. They're, they're what Trey called earlier, Olios, brown on the outside, white on the inside. <laughs> That's so funny, man. You, you know, you put, Bubba. you thank yeah, you. You know, you put those two dudes together, they don't make one interesting person. Chris, did you know there were Irish Mexicans? I knew that. I like your tequila. Can I have another shot of tequila? Hola. Sorry. <laughs> Salbano. Uh we'll take a little break. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's John on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one oh seven one on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. Newstalk five fifty KTSA. St. Patrick's Day. My patron saint is St. Jude. He's the patron saint of Lost Causes. So if it ain't got St. Jude on it, I don't really pay much attention. 
But I, I did not know until just a few minutes ago, uh, caller Charles uh, educated me that there are, in fact, Irish Mexicans. There's a small community of Irish Mexicans. And so I was kind of wrapping my noggin around that. And Jacob Machilele. That's so, that's so funny, man. And they were Irish people during what the Mexican-Irish War that went over to the other side and ended up staying in, in Mexico. And so there is such a thing as a community of Irish Mexicans. So I guess they get to celebrate St. Patty's Day if they'd like. I'd like a Carnegie Sodder. Please, can I get a Carnegie Sodder? With some queso? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll get back to talking about war, I promise. Here's Sam. Sam on line one. How you doing, Sam? Good morning, Sean Raima Arriaga. You oh, you like Mexican. that whole? I, I am a, I am a naturalized that. Mexican. Well, my wife's not That's Mexican, right. though. My wife's a Spaniard. Okay. Mexican, Mexican, South Side, we, we, we's all the same, okay? We're all the same, okay? <laughs> hey, we eat tacos. That, that, that's good enough. You, 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 you're in the family now. You're in the I family. I am, I know. It's my, you're my tribe. Yes, I don't even like white right. people anymore. You're, you're one of the Vatos, dude. You're a Vato now. Hey. Oh, am I? <laughs> you were just talking, you were just talking earlier and then, uh, with, uh, Juan, Juan Julio, uh, Gonzalez Trey about, right. uh, you know, you know, people getting white people not getting bread. I mean, not going to jail and stuff like that. I mean, going We're to jail right. and things. Just just yeah, a small ad, so, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there there's this guy named um, St. Patty's Day after him, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke. They got away oh, with God. Him, didn't go to jail. Um, That's right. Drunk driving. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton that didn't turn in their emails. I mean, you or I or anybody else would have been in jail. Joe Biden. Uh, you know. The list goes on. You were just talking about uh, Pocahontas. Uh, uh, you know, the the list just goes on and on. If you're Democrat, you can right. get away with anything, just like Jesse well, did, just like. I agree. If you have the right letter at the end of your name, you you can get away with all kinds of stuff. Look at all the uh, look at all the uh, BLMers uh, during the George George Floyd riots who didn't spend one day in jail. Exactly, you know? and there is net. There never will be indictments towards them. Nope. But somebody steps nope. one foot into the Capitol, up, up, no, you're going to jail. We don't care. We don't care. They're you, still in jail. A lot of those stuff. dudes are still in jail, and they haven't even tar- right. haven't been charged yet. They're just being held, which you, you – that's a constitutional no-no, man. You're not allowed to do that, and yet they're doing it. So they're – you know, I, and I, I appreciate the comment. There, there are – there really are – and I want to get into this Jesse Smollett thing because the dude walked free. He, he posted bond after he was convicted, which is unheard of. He's a convicted felon, and they let him walk out of jail pending his appeal, which, again, is unheard of. And I know because I watch a lot of Matlock and Perry Mason. And, uh, you know, you want to talk about systemic racism, and a lot of people want to talk about systemic racism. We have systemic racism in this country right now. Uh, It didn't exist before a few years ago, but it's right there now. I'm not talking about the systemic racism that doesn't exist that is being described to you every day where it's a white man's world and only black people go to jail and all white cops wake up in the morning wanting to kill black dudes and it's a civil rights era all over again, only worse. And white people are inherently racist because they're white and black people can't be racist because they're black. And the entire freaking system is set up against people of color and trannies. Uh, which is not true. It's simply not true. If that were the case, if America were systemically racist, Barack Obama never would have been president. And yet half this country voted for him twice. You think a few honkies were involved in that crowd? Uh, there is syst- Systemic racism has been created, though. You do have two justice systems at this point. Jesse Smollett dealt with one justice system. You and I would deal with another. Had I committed the exact same crime, except changed out the skin colors that Jesse Smollett did, I'd be sitting my ass in jail, and I wouldn't be in no in no uh, in no uh, solitary confinement or protective confinement. I'd be in general population as a convicted freaking felon. And I know a few felons. You know what? When they were caught and convicted, they didn't get out on appeal. 
They couldn't postpone. Walked out of jail. He did yesterday. Uh, again, bringing up a lot of the uh, rioters from the George Floyd days. Uh, none of them, uh, very few of them were convicted of anything. And they set fires to police precincts. They destroyed and vandalized businesses. They stole. They assaulted. A couple of people got killed. Who's in jail? So, uh, you know, and, and Trey called it out today. It was, it was, this was a brilliant line. He, he said, uh, Jussie Smollett benefited from gay black privilege. It's a real thing now. Gay, if you, it depends on how many boxes you check off, man. If you're a white straight person, man, yeah, the new way, the new system, the new culture is all up. You are, it is against you from day one. If you're a little kid, they're going to separate you out in the classroom and tell you you're the problem. If you're a little white kid, that's where we are. That's what the, it's, that's, there, there is. There's systemic racism going on. You have prosecutors across the country, DAs and the like, that uh, are choosing either not to prosecute people of color or they're letting them out of jail uh, in, the, in the interests of equity in the justice system. Uh, meanwhile, uh, oddly, you have a lot of blacks and Hispanics who politically are moving towards the GOP uh, because in their communities, the economy is sucking even worse than it does for you and me, if you's a honky. Uh, they wondered why a lot of blacks and Hispanics moved over to Donald Trump back in the day because there was more opportunity in their neighborhoods, because the economy was rocking and rolling, because they had jobs with good pay. They didn't have a president who was telling them uh, that they can't do it on their own. That they uh, that they're so oppressed, they're they're inherently victims. If you're black, you're a, you're born a victim, and you need the federal government to balance the scales for you. You didn't have a president who was spouting that crap. You had a president who was creating opportunity. But what the hell, Jesse? The whitey's got it coming, so Jesse gets to go free. Even though he committed a felony against him, he he committed a felony. The the co-conspirators in this crime he committed ratted him out and testified against him and said he did this. He hired us to do this, and yet and yet he he walked free. You know that's where we are in this country: skin color and your. Sexual identity means everything. It determines everything. That is precisely what's going on. Skin color means everything. Whether you're gay or transgendered means everything. And I'm sorry, and I'm not, well, I'm not sorry. Transgendered isn't even a community. It's cabaret, baby. It's a hobby. It's cabaret. Gender is not a construct. (laughs) <laughs> could somebody please tell the party of science that gender is not a construct your giblets pretty much determine who you what gender you are that's right your damn giblets determine that and you can't do nothing about that you can have them removed or you can have them put on but you ain't the real thing man uh but jesse he, he checked off two boxes right chris he's black and he's gay you put him in jail, it's immediately an act of oppression. Well, also anti-Trump. He's also anti-Trump, right? And and we're the people who are pro-Trump are the new domestic threat. Even when we're not in Chicago. <laughs> oh, God, like I said yesterday, this whole world is wild at heart, weird on top, man. Uh, I do want to talk about Ukraine uh, and Putin when we get back uh, and give you my thoughts on that because uh very obvious oh i gotta take a break i'm late we'll take a break and we'll come back and talk about ukraine Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa and we're back news talk 550 ktsa fm 107.1 Bagora, it's the sean show the phone lines are open 210-599-5555 so with the ukraine war uh, that's going on. Uh, you know, I've kind of noticed, and I, I'm sure, and we it's come up on the air, and I've noticed this, that people are kind of tracking from two different perspectives or tracking in two different perspectives. 
in that you you have the folks who are you know in a sense pro Ukraine and uh, this is this is horrible. We have to do more. We got to get these. You got to let them use our air base. Get these planes out there. You know, it's it's uh, it's 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 bloody. It's uh, Putin is is just women and children are, are being slaughtered. Women, children, old people really doesn't really doesn't care uh, who he slaughters, and we have to do something. And Zelensky's a hero, and and all this. And then you have the people who, yeah, but Ukraine is corrupt too, and uh, it's more of a civil conflict, and uh, uh, you know our government set this up, and Zelensky's corrupt, and and you got you got those two factions. Uh, and people are very passionate about whichever side they're on, right? And and that's which is how ten th- things tend to be here in America, uh, in that we are very emotional and things hit us emotionally. I think a lot of this has to do with social media, and that social media have, has made politics, in a sense, very personal. And so, uh, uh, if you if you disagree with me, it's because you hate my stinking guts. And so, people are very passionate in their opinions. Uh, though they may be somewhat one-dimensional on either side, and and that's really just an effect of who we are culturally, and and everything is emotional, and a lot of it also comes from the left. The left are uh, the left have a, an agenda, which you, you very often you can't argue reasonably or logically, and so they sort of have to go with an emotional impact or an emotional argument that you, you're not really supposed to think too deeply about. It's like during COVID, you had pro-mask people and anti-mask people. Uh, you know, during the George Floyd riots, you had people who were who who were pro uh, BLM and and uh, all cops are racist, and you had people who were like, yeah, they're tearing up cities and killing people. You know, and yet people tend to track uh, either or, and they're very passionate about whatever side they're coming from. Whereas I tend to, I try to look at things. Uh, from both sides and and come to an opinion based upon what I'm observing and what I'm hearing. And when it comes to Ukraine, first off, you know, and this is Socratic stuff, first off, you have to establish what we all agree on. Do we all agree that there is a war going on? Or let me put it to you this way. Do we all agree that Vlad Putin has invaded Ukraine and he wants to take Ukraine over? Okay, if, it, if we agree on, let's say we agree on that, that that is happening. We may disagree on what we think is happening inside Ukraine because you have people who are saying, well, this footage is fake or, you know, I'm not believing everything I'm seeing. Other people are looking at it like, oh, that's horrible. Look at all those dead bodies. But do we, do we agree that Vladimir Putin has rolled into Ukraine and his ultimate goal is to take over Ukraine? Yes, we agree on that. Okay. Um, my opinion is this, and Trey had asked the question and got a lot of interesting answers, uh, is this our war? And another aspect, in a sense, of the Socratic method is that you really need, and it's also Spock the way of Spock <laughs> on Star Trek, is you need a certain amount of information to, to make an informed decision or, or form an opinion on pretty much anything, especially complex matters like geopolitics and war. So, in my opinion, you really can't even answer the question, uh, is this our war, until you answer the question, what happens if Putin gets what he wants? And that's kind of where I am. Because here's the dealio. As far as our involvement in Ukraine, uh, whatever went on prior to the past three weeks is kind of irrelevant, in my opinion. How Zelensky got elected is kind of irrelevant, uh, whether you believe he was freely elected or somehow we set this up, uh, which perhaps we did, uh, whatever the relationship between Russia uh, and Ukraine prior to three weeks ago is kind of irrelevant uh, as far as our uh, uh, place in, in this conflict. All that really matters in this conflict, if you're going to make up a decision as far as what we should do, is how it affects us. So, again, in order for me to form an opinion on what we should do, I have to know or I have to ascertain what happens if he wins. What happens if Vladimir Putin gets what he wants and gets Ukraine? And how does that affect us? Because that's really the only question. And in a sense, that's a question that sometimes we ask and sometimes we don't ask. 
we asked that question uh, in what became the third Vietnam War, which was our uh, entrance or emergence into uh, into Vietnam between the North and the South. And we sort of knew why we went there. It was about stemming the tide of communism. But then we went in and we didn't fight the war as we should have fought that war. In other words, we didn't fight it all the way to win. I don't know that because I was there personally. I, I'm basing that on my reading and on vets who have talked to me and have told me firsthand what their experiences were. World War II, we knew exactly what we were doing. We knew exactly why we were going in. Because we knew that if Hitler got everything he wanted, it would come to our doorstep at some point. If he had successfully destroyed Britain and took over Great Britain, we were next on the agenda. And he had subs right off the uh, coast of New York and California. Um, so, or mostly New York. So, uh, in this question, in this in this situation, we have to ask: What happens if he gets it? What happens if he gets Ukraine? How? What happens to us at that point? Uh, uh, as we pointed out earlier, uh, first off, he becomes in a possession, at which he already has, the largest nuclear plant in Europe. Uh, however, many bio labs that we set up in Ukraine uh, more than likely are now in his possession. Uh, he gains all of the natural resources of, of Ukraine, including wheat and barley, as Trey pointed out. The, in other words, the question to ask is, if Putin gets Ukraine, does he become more dangerous to us or less dangerous to us? Well, very obviously, he becomes more dangerous to us. Not to mention whatever alliances he has and relationships with China. Do we all agree that Russia and China are our enemies in the sense that they want America to fall as it stands right now? I would say yes. Uh, So again, I keep coming back to the answer, well, Putin becomes more of a threat to us if he gains Ukraine. Therefore, it is in our interest that he doesn't get what he wants. Uh, so, in a sense, yeah, it kind of is our war. And if it's not now, it will be. Because we're already involved. We are sending money and munitions. Uh, uh, but, you know, again, and, and Trey, my brother Trey is right about this. People look at it very emotionally. Uh, but you've got to strip all that stuff away, and you have to be very – and Trump was like this. Trump would, would look at situations in a very basic way. How does this benefit or not benefit us? If it was a trade deal, or if it was a, it was a, uh, a, a uh, what? I just went blank in my head, or an agreement, or, or some kind of treaty that we'd signed. His first and foremost question was, how does this benefit or not benefit us? Does this help or hurt us? And he made all of his decisions based on what helped us or didn't. That's how we have to look at Ukraine. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'm just out of time for this break, so we'll come back and talk some more. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. <laughs> the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. If we get lucky, we might hear in the background a cat fight here very soon because Loki and Jarvis are eyeing each other up. Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd be some good radio. 210-599-5555. Because I am broadcasting, in case you're just tuning in, I I am broadcasting live from my home studio in my recliner in my living room. And uh, we do have five cats. And Jarvis is the youngest, and he's a troublemaker. He's a little bugger. And he likes to go after the other cats. And uh, sometimes you have a cat fight in the background, which you may hear on occasion during this program. Um, talking about Ukraine also, and, and certainly this is true, and, and we, we were talking about, on Where and Rima, we are talking about, you know, uh, first off, the administration. I, I think they stu- I don't think they really saw this coming with Ukraine. Uh, they should have, but I don't think they did, despite... All the crap you hear about, oh, we knew this was going to happen, and oh, we took precautions. The hell they did. Biden or whoever the hell is actually running the country have been really, really busy since day one ruining this nation. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think they were thinking about 
Ukraine or thinking about Russia in any measurable way. I think they stumbled into this one with no real plan. And now they got a couple of things going on here. Okay, first off, they they figured out that they could use Russia as an excuse for the economy sucking and all the, this bad policy making. So they're bla- they're they're acting like, well, I guess a lot of morons won't remember what ha- what was going on, th- you know, four months ago or a month ago, or you know, prior to Putin rolling into Ukraine. Uh, morons, the, the morons who who tend to vote Democrat. Uh, are, are selective in their memories. And so if you tell them it's Putin's fault that everything costs so much, your average Democrat voting moron will go, okay, oh, that's right, it's all Putin's fault. Uh, the rest of us, though, are, are a little more observant than that. But uh, they found themselves in a situation where they can use Putin as an excuse, which I'm sure they will do all the way up to the midterms, I don't think it's an evil plot that they purposefully got us into this situation so they could use Putin for that reason. I think they stumbled in this, into this situation with no freaking plan, but they figured out they could blame Putin. And so they're doing it unrelentingly. The problem is they also don't want to get pulled into a war. Uh, they know how badly Afghanistan went over, and they're not going to put boots on the ground. Most Americans wouldn't want that anyway. Uh, they're in a very cr- a crummy position from their one-dimensional thinking in that, well, they want to appear supportive, but they don't want to get into an actual war. How about some more sanctions? It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. What happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Uh, oh, my God. No, no. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. That was, that was your president and mine talking to, the, talking to the press yesterday. Talking about people taking naked pictures of these girlfriends. For real. I was. I, we, I, nobody really knows why he got into this, but he, he starts talking about everybody knows somebody. I'm paraphrasing, but he says everybody knows somebody who has gotten into this situation where they t- you got you got the whole thing. Let's listen to it. Let the man. How speak. many times have you heard? I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then, literally, in a sense, blackmails or, or, or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it online. Well, first off, nobody knows why he was going there. But then it just kind of, first off, then it get me kind of the creeps just hearing him talk about that stuff. Everybody knows somebody who's in an intimate relationship. And they take revealing pictures of their naked friend. <laughs> Those are the only kind of revealing pictures you could take, dude. They take. I almost want to say we we need to we almost need Chris. We almost need the uh, the Silence of the Lambs music there. To uh, we we gotta like to to really underscore the creepiness of the president. What he's talking about people taking revealing pictures of their naked friends, and then. And then they put it out there online for everyone to see. And, the, and so they can mortify them. They take revealing pictures of their naked friend. He's kind of creepy. And then, uh, but, the, but then on the other side of it, you know, it's, it's like he's just kind of not thinking about Hunter. And, he, you know, it's like he's just leaving Hunter out of the narrative. You know, you know what I mean? And that's what kind of, I guess people were getting on his case on, on social media because he's going off on people taking revealing pictures of their naked friends in an intimate relationship. And, we, you know, we already sort of know, and unfortunately we probably have even accidentally seen some of these images of Hunter Biden taking revealing pictures of his naked friends, most of whom were Russian prostitutes. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the joke, isn't it? Yeah, Mr. President, so do you. You you sort of know somebody like that, too, don't you? Yeah, we've all heard of your son. 
We've all heard of Hunter. It will let me take revealing pictures of my naked friends. Yeah, go ahead, play the music. Let's just... Yeah. I'd so take revealing pictures of myself. I'd so take naked pictures, revealing pictures of my naked self. How many times have you heard? I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line. <laughs> that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then, literally, in a sense, blackmails or, or, or mortifies that person. <laughs> Send it out. Put it online. So baby laugh. I'm going to pop the stitch. I can't laugh too hard or I'll pop a stitch, man. He's a creepy dude, man. He is just one creepy dude, isn't he? Ooh. Take revealing. We get real close to take revealing pictures of your naked friends. And then and then Hunter will come in and paint you. Maybe Hunter will paint on you. In between hits off the crack pipe. Ooh. You know, honestly, if the Bidens lived next door to you, you wouldn't let your kids play there. You know what I mean? Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'm just you know, the guy's a creepy he's always been a creepy dude. At least, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this. At least he's not smelling people anymore. I have noticed that. They don't really let him get close enough to anybody so that he can actually sniff the hair. You know, get his schnoz right in there, into the neck, you know, into the nape. So at least they broke him of that weirdness. But uh, he's still a creepy dude. I think we can all agree on that. And I I was talking earlier about Ukraine and and what are we going to do and... uh, uh, I talked, uh, you know, initially about um, very obviously with the help of the meteor, uh, the elite puke meteor, uh, this is about using the the war in Ukraine uh, as an excuse for why crap costs so much in this country, which is absolute BS because crap was costing a lot prior to Putin rolling into Ukraine. Inflation has been up for months and months and months. Uh, and there's a whole lot of reasons for that, mostly their Biden policies. Uh, and, 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 and you know this, because he rolled back a lot of the policies of the Trump administration, which had led us not only to be energy independent, but we had one of the best economies uh, this country's ever seen. And so, because he had to erase everything Trump did in the first few days of his administration, uh, he starts rolling back all of the uh, policies of the Trump uh, administration, which had to do with Rolling back regs, arbitrary regs on business, encouraging corporations to bring their operations back home and hire Americans, but putting incentives out there to those ends and tax breaks. And Biden got rid of all that, and boom, shakalaka, we're dependent on everybody and their mom for, for oil and fossil fuels and natural gas, and inflation is on the rise. But somehow this is Vlad Putin's fault, and so certainly he wants to use that as an excuse, right? why uh, gas is uh, over five bucks a gallon in most places and why the cost of living is going up uh, and uh, and and that's very true that's a happy circumstance for the Biden administration on the on the other side though they don't want to go too far into Ukraine they want to appear to be doing something but they don't want to do anything uh, in their opinion that's going to piss off lead. So, as we heard yesterday, we're sending $800 million, uh, $800 million worth of hardware to Ukraine, which includes some of these ground-to-air defense systems. Uh, we're sending them more cash. We're sending them javelins. Uh, but we're not going to let the, the planes depart from our, the Polish planes depart from our, any of our air bases. And we're not going to put boots on the ground. There's not going to be a no-fly zone. Because, in my opinion, yeah, the last damn thing from a political standpoint uh, this administration wants to do is get actively involved in a war. I think it's partially based on fear of Putin, actual fear of the man uh, and what he's capable of doing. And I think it's also because uh, uh, politically uh, they know that Americans don't want any American troops in Ukraine. Let's go to the phones. Here's Steve on line two. Steve, how you doing? 
I'm doing well, Sean. I, I got to tell you who you played the clip of the, the creeping, lurking, perverting chief there. And right. on top of it, you had the music from <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. And I don't know who put that together, but that, that was is Emmy worthy. That is <laughs> Emmy worthy. He should be nominated for the Hall of Fame just for that alone right there. Chris, that but was beautiful, yeah, man. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, to, to, uh, yesterday you had a, a, a female caller who, you know, was asking, well, why is Putin doing this and why is – I want – Putin is doing what he is doing. So when I was listening to the speech yesterday, this is what I was thinking. Putin is doing what he is doing because he saw, as the rest of the world saw and witnessed, the Democrats – cheat the election in order to successfully steal the office of the presidency and the and the white house and he saw as the rest of the world saw nobody did anything to stop it the republicans curled over in a fetal position and said okay and they took it they took it without vaseline and then he's putin and the rest of the world sees that these same democrats believe that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. And he (laughs) said, this is the civilization of the United States of America as it stands today, and there is no more. There's not going to be a more perfect time for me to do what I want to do to the world, and America, the United States of America, and the Democrats are just going to take it without any Vaseline. My other thought was— Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. Absolutely. My other thought was, uh, even though we do not have flying cars today, we saw yesterday the president of Ukraine give a speech to Congress virtually. Today, the creeping, lurking pervert in chief is having a virtual meeting with some Irish guy. And my thought was, why is why has Washington, D.C. not been relegated to the office of museum status. Why are these congressmen and senators and their entire staffs still living in the lap of luxury, in the lap of, of, of opulence that, that uh, Washington, D.C. has become? Why are they not living in their home states amongst their people that they, that they are supposed to be representing and meeting virtually? That is what should happen. If you really want to drain the swamp, you get rid of Washington, D.C. You make these people live in the states that they represent, in the districts that they represent. They represent they and right. their entire staffs. And then you move all, right. all the departments, education, energy. You move those out of Washington, D.C. As, as well. You move the Department of Education into the state or into the city that has the very best education scores in the land. You move the Department of Energy that has the lowest energy rates and the and and the best energy uh, 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 production and consumption in in the land. And you move all the drain right, the swamp. Right, right. I agree. Be I, the, the, live but, on TV so we can watch it. Right. Well, you know why it won't happen? Because first off, <laughs> the people they represent smell bad, uh, and they don't really want to be around them too much. Uh, and secondly, the crab cakes inside the Beltway are just to die for. And, uh, you know, you, you, li- you live large in northern Virginia and Georgetown uh, where they have the best crab cakes uh, in, in the country. And, uh, and they love living that luxurious celebrity lifestyle. And I think that's right. Thing- I mean, I agree. But once they get inside, you know, how many really decent or fairly decent politicians have we seen over the years, just over the course of our lifetime, who got into politics for the right reasons? Because they saw a need. And then they get sucked into that swamp inside the beltway. And they start eating those damn $30 crab cakes. And they start riding around in those limousines. And they start getting those big houses in, 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 in McLean and Chevy Chase. Uh, and they start vacationing on the eastern shore of Maryland in their, uh, you know, with their own view of the bay. And, and they don't want to give it up. It's, it's, it's a drug. That, I mean, they and live now, like celebrities. And now with Zoom meetings and virtual meetings... None of that is necessary anymore. But the main reason that it will not happen, Sean, the main reason it will not happen is because the people that they are supposed to represent are not demanding it. 
But I that agree. is the revolution that needs to take place in this country. I agree, man. I got to run, Steve. It's always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean Rima on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Oh, look at that Biden on TV. God, he looks feeble, doesn't he? That dude is one feeble dude, man. And yes, that was brilliant playing the Silence of the Lambs music underneath uh, Biden talking about naked people and taking pictures, you know, revealing pictures of naked people. Uh, the phone lines are open 217 210-599-5555, I, You know, I've noticed, just let me take you behind the curtain here in my screwy life, but Chris has probably noticed this, and so has Dennis, because he's Dennis Foley. In for Don Morgan this week. That um, have you noticed that I become one of those guys who takes pictures of his cats? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I I've, I've discovered that I, I take pictures of my cats now, mm-hmm. like inordinately, like I didn't used to. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar, yeah, Jarvis. And I think that I, I don't know. I feel like when I went into the hospital, like I actually aged about ten years, like mentally, you know, and it, maybe physically too. I look like an old fart now. I, I, I went in. It's like Moses going up Mount Sinai, right? Remember when Chucky Heston, when he looked all young and stuff, and he goes up Mount, up to Mount Sinai, and he sees the burning bush, and he comes back down, and he's all old-looking? Like, that's kind of me right now. I look like an old fart now all of a sudden. And I think it, it, it mentally or intellectually aged me about 10 years. I'm watching Matlock now, and I don't make any excuses for it. I'm open about it. And I've started taking. Now I, I know Scott Robbins takes a lot of pictures of his cats too. I'm not I'm not saying that he's an old guy. I'm just saying that I've started taking pictures of my cats too, and, and I take like three or four pictures a day of my cats. Well, Scott also had a major life experience, health experience. We both as well. did. Yeah. Yes. That's right. And so I don't know if that makes you have a greater appreciation of cats. He's got several. I've got five. I just have noticed, and, and people, and I've also noticed that people are either dog people or cat. You're a dog person, right? You have dogs. Yeah. How many dogs do you have at this point? Four. You have four dogs. Yeah. Not by choice. Now, I, now I, I, not by choice. <laughs> How is it you have four dogs, but not by choice? I, I had one dog Did originally. they slip somebody in and say, hey, Fido's just going to stay a couple of days. You don't mind, do you? Kind of. Uh, so, yeah, I had one dog. Another dog came in as a stray, just sitting on my driveway. She was Wandered pregnant. In. She was pregnant oh with God. seven puppies. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, it's, I've been trying to unload some dogs. Wow. So, yeah. But you're primarily, you like dogs. You prefer yeah. dogs over cats? Yeah, yeah. And Mr. Glasgow is actively allergic to cats. So he doesn't have any cats. Although he'd like a cat, but he can't have cats because he's allergic to them. He does half a box of Benadryl before he comes over to my place. And, I, I, I you know, dogs are cool, but dogs are, we have two dogs, and they're just too much work for me. Dogs are too much work. I like cats because predominantly they take care of themselves. Uh, but I've just noticed that, the, and I'm home a lot now. I spend most of my life now in the living room where the cats are. And I've just started taking pictures of my cats. And, and I'm, for the first time in my life, and I've never contemplated this ever, you know these main coons, what are they, main coons, I think they're called? It's a cat that is the size of a German Shepherd. They're huge. The cat, I, it, judging from the pictures my wife has shown me, a Maine Coon would take up two-thirds of my couch. They are large house cats. And apparently they're, they're really nice and they're gentle of, of spirit and, and they don't, they're not vicious. They're just big, big, stupid, slow-moving cats. And my wife brought up the Maine Coon uh, about a week ago. And uh, in, in times past, I'm like, hell no, we ain't getting no cat the size of a damn puma. But now I'm actually contemplating it. I'd like to get a Maine Coon. Does anybody have any Maine Coon kittens? I'd like a Maine Coon because they're so stinky. And I, you don't think I take, you think I take pictures of cats now. If I had a freaking Maine Coon, I want to get a Maine Coon. And I want to give it some wimpy little name, like Snowflake or Twinkie. 
You know what I mean? And keep it like in another part of the house so that when people come over, I can go, Twinkie, come on out here. And this freaking thing the size of a puma strolls into the living room. Or take it for a walk. Out, out take it for a walk. <laughs> I bet you could put a leash on a Maine Coon and take it for a walk. Because, see, I'm already the weird guy in the cul-de-sac. You know, I, I'm, I know I am. I know I've achieved that status in my neighborhood, that I'm I'm the weirdo at the end of the, of the cul-de-sac. I'm not going to explain why, but, uh, you know, I, I just I sort of am. I'm the weird old guy that lives at the end of the cul-de-sac with the cats and the all the Mexicans. And, and I'm just saying that it would be fun to walk a Maine Coon down the street and just to get the reactions from people and, and give it, like, snowflake. Here's Sparkle. Here's Sparkles. Get over Twinkie. here, Squirt. Come here, Squirt. Come here, Junior. You know, come here, Junior. Little Cute little guy. And act like it's not like this huge, humongous cat. Name, I think that'd be fun. Name it Puppy. Give it a dog's name. Fido. Simba. No, I no, I no, I like I like giving it. I want to get a Maine Coon, just a ridiculously large Maine Coon, the biggest freaking Maine Coon I can get. And I want to call it like Buttercup, you know what I mean, or something like that. I'm just riffing here about cats and dogs. I got nothing else going on. Every once in a while, I got to take a break from the war. So you guys are enjoying it. Two ones, but I do. I was like, "Damn, boy, you you take a lot of pictures of your cat while watching Matlock, man. What's happened to you?" I eat freaking oatmeal. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Cats or dogs? Which do you prefer? Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk five fifty KTSA at that one zero seven one Sean show. Uh, Biden's talking to somebody there. Uh, he's got his green tie on. He's got some green crap hanging out of his breast pocket there. And we, we're going to talk about a few other things here, but I, I I just heard a news story, and they were talking about, you know, St. Patrick's Day and all the green crap you can get out there. You can get green sh- milkshakes at McDonald's. Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna dye the Riverwalk green. Will anybody notice? Doesn't it sort of look crappy green all the time? I'm kidding. No, I'm not. And uh, But I, I heard somebody is just going to crack me up. Free guac. Like somebody's given, some Mexican place is giving away free guac on St. Patty's Day. Just because it's green, I guess that makes it, makes it Irish. Do you immediately think of Irish people when you think of guac? I'd like some guacamole. Some guacamole. And again, uh, I, I'm, you know, and I know I'm being a smart ass, and I, you know, I, if, it's just everybody gets to be freaking Irish. But you know what? I can't be black for a day. There, I said it. Everybody gets to be Irish on St. Patty's Day, but like, like you know, as I said before, if I drink a Corona on on Cinco de Mayo, I'm a cultural appropriator. Anyway, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero. And if you notice, and I know I keep break, bringing this up, but I'm going to bring it up again. And I know that if you're a liberal idiot, you're going to assume that I'm some kind of white supremacist, or I'm a racist, or what have you. And I don't care. I really don't care. But I'm just noticing it more. It's it's so obvious that I'm notice, noticing it more and more. And maybe you are too. Have you noticed on TV? that it's almost like they cannot show two white people in a relationship anymore. You never see two honkies married in, in, a, in a commercial anymore. Don't tell me you haven't noticed this. Okay, and it's so, it's so prevalent. I know I brought this up a, numer- a number of times, but now I'm actually starting to, if I'm watching the TV, which is what I spend a lot of my time doing, I'm either reading a stupid book or I'm watching something stupid on TV. My life is the living room. And the cats, of course. I, I watch their daily activities. But, you know, if I'm watching a, commer- a commercial break uh, on any given TV show, you know, I just, I've just i started counting how many commercials feature feature interracial couples or gay couples. Not because I hate, I'm in an interracial, technically, I guess I'm in an interracial marriage. My wife's a Spaniard. I'm a honky. She's right over there. She married a cracker. She married a cracker. Uh, what, what, 
but I, <laughs> but I do, and I, I've noticed they, they, it's like they, it's like suddenly corporate America has some kind of quota. They, they got some kind of self-imposed racial and, and sexual quota uh, on all commercials and stuff where you can't show two whiteies in a relationship. It's always a black dude and a white chick, or a white chick, or a white dude and a black chick. Uh, you know, there's 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 the gay guys making peanut butter sandwiches. You, you, have you seen that one yet? The gay guys who are in, and one's a black, and they can't even show two white gay guys. It's got to be a black gay guy and a white gay guy, and they're making peanut butter sandwiches. I'm sure you've seen that one. And there's black lesbians everywhere. I I know I've said this before, but I'm just noticing. Black le- every because you know why it's because corporate America is terrified of being accused of not being woke, and so they're trying to show you how stinking woke they are. Whatever it is they're selling, when they're showing a montage of people, all right, you're either going to see a black lesbian couple or you're going to see an interracial couple of some kind, or you know to check all the boxes, you might see an interracial gay couple, but those are always the dudes. It's always a white dude and a black dude. I'm just saying what I observe. Or you see, or you see black lesbians. You know what? And I'm I'm just going to say this from the empirical uh, experience of my of my stupid life. I'm 54 years of age. I've known a lot of gay people over the years. Chris, I've known a lot of gay people. I have gay friends. Never seen a black gay couple. Not, I'm not saying there aren't black gay women. I'm just saying I've never seen two black chicks kissing on each other. I just haven't. But they're all, they're all over the place, man, on TV. There's the two black chicks who are sitting on the couch uh, thinking about buying a house, you know, and they're twirling each other's hair. You've seen that, right? And, again, I'm not saying this because I don't like black people. I don't like gay people. I love black people, and I love gay people. My kitchen is more freaking diverse than most people's entire lives, okay? But it's just painfully obvious to me that corporate America has responded to this whole woke thing by making sure in every op- at every opportunity they are able to check off as many boxes as they possibly can, right? In other words, the whole world has gone Jussie Smollett. Uh, let's see. Uh, how do we sell our car? Uh, well, we got to show people enjoying our car. Uh, we need a couple of black lesbians in there. That'll check off some boxes. Uh, can we get some? Do we have any interracial actors? We need a black actor and a white actor to, to, to be our married couple. I'm sitting there, you know, like I'm. It's just, it's everywhere, and I'm serious. And don't tell me you haven't noticed. And I don't care what color you are. If you're white, you're black, you're gay, you're straight. I don't care. Don't tell me you haven't noticed. It's noticeable. It's and it, and you know what? There's something contrived and obnoxious about it, because they're not doing this stuff. They're not putting these commercials together in this manner because they give a crap about black people or they give a crap about gay people or they give a crap about gay black people okay it's it's because they don't want anybody considering them to be non-woke that's why disney now is all woke and are concerned about transgendered rights and in florida they're just they're just they're taking the rights away from the transgendered community mickey and goofy are transphobic even though, you know, Mickey runs around half naked. You notice Warner Brothers isn't transphobic because Bugs Bunny was always dressing up like a chick. You remember those days? Bugs Bunny, if he thought he could survive that way, he would dress up like a chick and give Elmer Fudd a big old tongue kiss. Remember those days? So we know Looney Tunes ain't transphobic. But, man, Disney, whoo, boy, are they worried, man. They're getting all woke, aren't they? They want to shut down Disney. Is it Disney World or Disneyland in Florida? I don't remember now. World in Florida. Is it just Disney World in Florida? You better shut that crap down, man. Pull up stakes and move someplace. Pull up stakes and move it to Denver. (laughs) Denver's woke, man. They got a gay governor. You got to move Disney World to Denver real quick, man. All right, there's, I'm just saying it's, I've noticed it, and you have too. And you know, if you, and I'm the only one bringing it up, and I don't care, because I've noticed it, a lot of people have, it's obnoxious, 
I'm just saying what everybody's thinking, and no, it's not because I'm a white supremacist. Okay? We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Sean. I got the moves like Jagger. I got the moves like Jagger. Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> I'm getting slappy because tomorrow's already damn Friday, isn't it? Is today Thursday? I'm still kind of on hospital time, and I have to really think about what freaking day it is. No, I'm being serious because I, I, I we're, we're getting close to the end of my medical journey. Uh, that uh, in two we- in fact, two weeks from today, I will be in recovery uh, from what is called the reversal procedure where they take all this stuff off of me or out of me, I guess would be the, <laughs> would be the better term. And, uh, and then hopefully I start returning to normal, but you know, prior to, before really right now, my, my existence is fairly limited and that I do have a, uh, an IV stand. I have to carry with me everywhere I go. Oh, Chris got to see that the other day. And, uh, you know, I, I pretty much stay home. I can't really go anywhere, so I kind of stay home and in the living room mostly. And my wife works in the bedroom. That sounded funny. She has a bank job, and she she's a and works for a call center, so she's in the bedroom working uh, at her desk. And uh, I spend most of my day here in the living room, waiting for packages from Amazon to show up on the front door at the front door. Boy, you know that guy Bezos, uh, Bezos, Bezos, however you pronounce his name. You know, I gotta say, and I know a lot of people don't like him, and maybe he's part of the Great Reset. Maybe he's a communist. I don't know. But that guy deserves all the money he's earned, man. Is he? He still runs that, doesn't he? Still runs that, as Biden would say, that outfit over there. Although I think he's moving out of. Uh, I don't know if he's where, where he's still located. He's all over the place. But man, they really. Because I, I order crap from Amazon all the time now. It's it's an addiction. I, I know the, the stages of addiction, and I very obviously am addicted to ordering crap on Amazon, uh, which is a better addiction than some of my old ones. I'll, I'll grant you that. But I ordered a, if you order books now, I ordered a Johnny Cash book on Sunday, and it was here Monday. Like, I've noticed the books. I ordered a, another religious book, I think, on Tuesday, and it was here Wednesday. So the, if you ordered, like, books and crap, Chris, it, get, it gets there like the very next day. And, uh, uh, you know, even my own stupid books. I can order my own stupid books, and they show up within two days. And you see those damn trucks everywhere now, man. Everywhere those Amazon trucks are rolling. And, uh, you know, again, I, I, I know, uh, uh, oh, is Adam, st- do I have an Adam there on hold? No. Yes. Oh, I do. Oh, holy crap. I didn't know that. How hey, you doing, man? Uh, you know, uh, I'm doing great. I heard our crazy Uncle Joe talk about taking pictures in black, man. What did Hunter against now? You know, but, uh, you know, Sean, this uh, uh, war is not necessary, you know. But, the war is not. You're breaking up on me a lot there. You said the war is not necessary? Uh, yeah, let me just uh, move. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Sean, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I got you, you now. now. <laughs> I okay, got you, you know, now. This, uh, this invasion is not necessary. You know, people making excuses, talking about chemical weapons, and let's not rush to judgment. You know, I'm not mad at Putin. Uh, oh, my God, the inflation, the gas because of uh, Russia. No, that's nothing to do with it. You know, they're just oh, bombing schools, hospitals, apartments. You know, Russia says they're getting rid of, rid of Nazis. Sean, Russia has more Nazis than any country in the world. Germany, Austria. Uh, Ukraine. So, you know, uh, I think we need to send weapons uh, to uh, Ukraine, but through a third party backdoor. You know, uh, Putin saying, uh, calling uh, Putin a war criminal is just really ramping it up. You know, like I said before, Ukraine has a pretty decent air force. They should try to make a strike on Moscow, give them a taste of their own medicine. All right, man. I appreciate the call, Adam. Sorry about the hold there. Well, I, I, I think a lot of their air base, their airports have been destroyed or taken over already. 
And I'm sorry, the dude is a war criminal. Uh, it's one of the more honest or truthful things that Biden has said, even if somebody told him to say it. This theater they bombed yesterday, uh, uh, you know, uh, had about 1,000 people inside, and a good many of them were children. In fact, they had written in, and you could see it. I saw the uh, aerial shots yesterday on TV very uh, uh, clearly had written the word children in Russian on the lawn in front of this theater, and you could see it from the height an airplane would be flying, and they bombed it. So, again, I don't really care what anybody says or thinks about the history of Ukraine or the corruption of the Ukraine government or whatever. Uh, You know, Putin's on a blood run. And this is very personal to him. And people are dying, and children are dying. And there's only so much you can fake when it comes to the fake news. Uh, that doesn't mean that the, it, it not being a, uh, a military person that I have the answer as to what we should do. I, I think we're kind of stumbling our way through our response right now. Uh, you know, I, I, we're giving them uh, about $800 million worth of stuff. Uh, Zelensky had asked for these uh, ground-to-air defense systems. He got some of those. The only thing we're holding back on are these planes flying out of our, our air bases, which I think is crap. I think we could certainly do that. I, the no-fly zone, I kind of get the argument for why that would be a bad idea if you don't want full-on war. But, you know, again, I look at it, and I said this earlier in the show, and then we got to take, we got to get out of here, but I, I think you have to look at what what is uh, Russia's place in the world if he gets everything he wants, and is that bad for us or, or not? Uh, Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Mr. Dennis Foley, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.